You're listening to Astroscope, astrology podcast by Mark Lerner and Great Bear Enterprises. This podcast is sponsored by Buzzword Consulting and Forfame.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to podcast number 22. This is all part of a series that I've begun in the last several months of 2019, and the first 17 podcasts concern the progressed, what I call the secondary progressed, United States Sun conjunct the United States progressed palace Athena. Those were the first 17 podcasts. I advise many of you who are listening to go back and listen to as many of those as possible. We're still actually experiencing on this date, October 2nd, which is the day of a Pluto station. And as I do this out in Oregon, the planet Neptune is exactly rising, which is interesting in the sense that I just did a global hotspot regarding the latest new moon of Libra, which hit on September 28th, several days ago. And that global hotspot on our Great Bear website, Great Bear Enterprise website, you should read that because the, the uh, sun and moon just a few days ago exactly was conjunct President Trump's natal Neptune exactly made a square to the United States Jupiter from our Declaration of Independence birth chart as a country from July 4th of 1776. And as I reported in the global hotspot, President Trump has such an extraordinary, and I don't mean that positively or negatively, he has an extraordinary connection of so many of his celestial bodies from his birth on June 14 of 1946 to the planetary positions of July 4th, 1776, when our Declaration of Independence gave birth, breathed breathed life into our 13 colonies at that point and started the American experience. And um, there were so many midpoint structures, and I brought up that a couple of times now, and certainly in the last podcast, if you're not familiar with midpoints, in astrology, they are the middle points in the zodiac between any two pairs or a pair of planets, or the sun and planets, or the moon and planets, or celestial bodies and angles like the rising sign and degree, as well as the midhaven, the point directly above. And so there are dozens of natal midpoints of celestial bodies for each one of us. We have transiting midpoints, dozens of those, and progressed midpoints, and there are multiple progressed systems. Astrology is mathematics. It has a lot to do, as I'll explain shortly, with logic, things that are logical, things that make sense. Just like in mathematics, all of us as children, and this is way before politics entered our lives, when we had to learn our multiplication tables, we had to learn adding and subtracting, multiplication and division before we ever got to algebra. And astrology is that kind of world. It's mathematics of the celestial bodies as above, so below, affecting all of us and all of our charts, as well as the charts for nations and world leaders, which has been my main field of study in 47 years of the astrology, what we call mundane or earth astrology. The astrology of new moons and full moons and world leaders and the beginning of seasons and eclipses and stations of planets and major planetary cycles. So clearly here in October of 2019, after several years of all kinds of battles and storms in the United States between 
the two different main parties and the whole political spectrum and the intervention of forces outside of America into our political world, things as we know with hacking and concerns about voting irregularities three years ago, as well as in the next election coming up. So what I want to say here is that um, the last two podcasts focused attention on President Trump's secondary progress new moon, the third one in his life, which just occurred uh, a couple of weeks ago in September, on September 16th at three degrees of Virgo. Again, this is what we call secondary, a secondary progress new, new moon that ended a previous 29 and a half year cycle in his life and has started a new one. And I've been recommending, and I recommend again, that in our astrology shop at Great Bear Enterprises, our website, you can, there are two fantastic reports. If you have never studied or heard about or realized the significance of what are called progressions, particularly what are known as secondary progressions, where each day after a person's birth, the planets move in certain areas, and then that affects you in the year of your life. So if a person is 21 years old, then we look 21 days after the person's birth, and those are the secondary progressions. Wherever the sun has moved, the moon, Mercury, Venus, the different planets, the asteroids, and so on. Or if you're 40 years old or 70 years old, doesn't matter. You, you figure out how many days after you're born, and each of those days is converted into a year of life. And I've explained before that there's a mathematical, logical type of understanding, a geometrical understanding based on how the earth is moving around the sun and how the earth is spinning on its own axis every 24 hours. And progressions have been used for hundreds of years. And when I first started astrology back in 1972 and 73, we didn't have software. You had to uh, study what are called the table of houses and ephemeris. It was very, very much a mathematical exercise. Right now, the astrologers who get in, a lot of a lot of you may be finding people on Twitter, or you find people on YouTube, and some of these may be really great astrologers and have spent a lot of time in the field, and there may be other people who are new to it, and they work with software, and they don't even work with a table of houses. They didn't work with logarithms. They didn't work with mathematics. This is what we had to do and what all professional astrologers had to do for hundreds of years. Painstaking work, lots of research in order to make sure that the sun, the moon, the various planets, and remember many planets were not even discovered until Uranus was discovered in 1781, Neptune in 1846, Pluto in 1930. People talk a lot about Chiron now. That was not discovered till 1977. We've discovered outer planets like Sedna, very, very far away from the sun, and Eris. And those particular planet, planets have only been discovered in the last 20 years. And we're still finding out more about them. And of course, my specialty in the series so far has been on the main asteroids, which were discovered in the early 1800s. First Ceres, then Pallas Athena then Juno, and then Vesta. And I've talked up in one of or more of the podcasts about when uh, Jefferson was president in 1801 to 1808, and all the asteroids were discovered at that time and have an extraordinary influence both in his first inauguration chart in terms of the Louisiana Purchase, in terms of his own natal chart, and of course he's the main writer of the Declaration of Independence that began our country. Regardless of whether a you are a Republican or a Democrat or left or right, this is part of our history.
So I advise folks, uh, we have two great reports. One is called Skylog. It's designed by Stephen Forrest. He's a fantastic astrologer. He has uh, designed these reports and he's, uh, he and his wife both have written fantastic books. But the report is called Skylog and it focuses on transits and progressions. You can order for six months or a year. The prices are reasonable and it, it almost speaks to you in a very user-friendly way as if Stephen Forrest is there communicating with you. Now, you do need to have an accurate birth time. If you don't have an accurate birth time, it would not be advisable to get a Skylog report. He also has what's called the Sky Within Natal Report. And again, that is also needs month, day, and year of birth, time of birth, as accurate as possible, and of course, city and state. But the other progress report is called Life Progressions. It only focuses on secondary progressions. Again, that is a great report. It's written by another astrologer, a woman who has great talent, and that is also available on our website. So again, strongly recommending progressions. Again, the reason is that in this particular podcast, I'm going to be focused on Greta, and I hope I'm pronouncing her last name correctly, Greta Thunberg, who is the young 16-year-old who just has made waves, particularly in the last couple of weeks when she came for the special UN uh, conference on climate change. And she's been in the news and rallied millions of young people and older people to the issues about climate. Again, this is not a left or right wing uh, approach. So I'm not trying to preach to any choirs here on the left or the right. But as we'll see, each person's chart is influential, particularly when you put it into a greater perspective, as we're going to do in this particular podcast, about this third main secondary progressed new moon for the President of the United States, which just hit September 16th, and now is having an enormous effect uh, over the last several weeks with this new uh, with this new uh, impeachment focus based on a phone call. We'll get into that later in this particular podcast with uh, President Zelensky of Ukraine and how this is developing very, very fast. And we'll see where it all goes. Okay, so Greta Th- Thunberg is one of the persons who I'm focusing here. And again, Nancy Pelosi who is the third in line for the presidency after, well, I should say the second in line, after President uh, Trump, if something were to happen, if he were impeached or resigned or whatever it would be, then Mike Pence would, of course, take over, assuming he was in, in power at that point, and after him would be Nancy Pelosi. And we've, regardless of whether you like Nancy Pelosi, if you don't like her, we've never had a female Speaker of the House. She's done this twice now. Now, she's 79 years old herself, so she's up there in years, but she has been a stalwart across the board. She has tremendous experience in whether, even if you don't like her politically, there are reasons why these people are in power, just as um, there's a reason why Donald Trump, with the way his chart connects up to the United States chart, that he was able to defeat Hillary Clinton, even though for many people, including pollsters, that was a big surprise. So now we're in the situation that we're in, and we need to look at it as carefully as we can. So um, we're going to look at Nancy Pelosi's chart again, and what I want to talk about here is something pretty extraordinary. Okay, so let's get to the meat and potatoes of where we're going here. Again, as I said before, astrology, and I want to talk a little bit 
for a moment about Grant Louie. Grant Louie was a fantastic astrologer. He, he died at a young age. I believe he was 49 or 50 years old. He wrote a classic called Astrology for the Millions. He, he authored other books, but this is one of the big classics. Anyone who's been a professional astrologer uh, over the course of time, like that many years for me, almost 50 years now, 47 years of doing professional astrology, um, Grant Louie talked a lot about uh, mundane astrology and astrology for the millions, as well as a grand strategy for living. This has a lot to do with orbits of planets. The fact that Mars takes about two years to go through the zodiac, which is very different than Jupiter, which takes 12 years. Saturn takes 29 years. Uranus takes 84 years and so on. The Sun, Mercury, and Venus fundamentally a year. The Moon only takes about 27 and a third days uh, to go around uh, the Earth in its orbit. So one of the ways in which he was able to articulate to use astrology in terms of cycles in our lives for all of our lives is that there's a grand strategy for living. If we understand the power of the Moon, the power of the Sun, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, and how their orbits affect people over so many years. And if we know, for, as an example, um, there's something that people who are in the field of sociology or psychology or just human relations know, there's a seven-year cycle. Now, how do they know that? Well, maybe they picked it up from the fact that astrologers have talked a lot about the fact that Saturn takes around 29 years to make a full orbit. Well, a quarter of 29 is seven plus years. Also, since the moon's orbit around the Earth is 27 plus days, that's very close to 28 days, and a quarter of that cycle is seven days. And of course, we have the seven-day week, the seven colors of the rainbow, the seven notes in the musical scale, and so on, and the seven days of creation from the Bible. So seven, very powerful, undoubtedly connected to the moon cycle of almost 28 days, divided into four, as well as the planet Saturn, which is a big energy field in the history of astrology and the history of mythology. You go back to ancient Greece and ancient Rome. And this whole idea that Saturn has a long, this long cycle in years, which is about 28 to 29 years. And the other thing is that the sun-moon cycle, what we call the phases of the moon, first quarter, full moon, last quarter, and then the next new moon, that's a 29-plus day cycle. This is where we get calendars from. This is how we have the months of the year and so on. So it's all connected to, the, to some of these very archetypal numbers. So again... Astrology is mathematics. One other thing I want to talk about is for 20 years I did Welcome to Planet Earth magazine. I fundamentally, in my private part of my life, I would call myself an independent. Um, even though I would tend to vote, I'm just being very honest here, usually for a candidate in the Democratic Party than a Republican, I've always said if Republicans would stay consistent, okay, states' rights, individual is more important than a federal government, if if individual, if if a Republican candidate would support a women's right to choose and respect the values of women, I would consider voting for that Republican if their other views were reasonably consistent um, in terms of individual rights, states' rights, and so on. But there's so much hypocrisy in both parties and in both extremes, so I see myself as an independent. Also, um, when George Bush Jr. was running against Al Gore, I was not a supporter of George Bush Jr., but when I analyzed his chart and his progressions, 
in in 2000, his progressions and chart looked better than Al Gore's. And so my anticipation was he was going to win. And even though that uh, election was very contested, he did win after the Supreme Court came in with their five to four ruling after 36 days where the country didn't know what was going to happen. And again, that was a year where Jupiter and Saturn were in a major conjunction. And hopefully I'll remember toward the end of this uh, podcast to talk a little bit about where Jupiter and Saturn next September will make stations. At any rate, I've just given you a hint. And if I don't remember it now, I will, uh, I will talk about it in another podcast because Jupiter and Saturn will be making stations in Capricorn September, a year from now, two months before the next election, very st- strategically uh, relative to the president's chart as well as the chart for the United States. And that'll be after the conventions of next summer. Of course, we don't even know if President Trump will still be in office. We assume he will be, as well as Pence as his running mate, although even Franklin Roosevelt, who ran four times, changed his vice president every single time. So when Harry Truman took over in 1945, he was only in the vice presidency for a couple of months when President Roosevelt had a cerebral hemorrhage and passed away. And then he didn't know anything about the Manhattan Project. He was kept in the dark. Luckily, vice presidents now are not kept in the dark and are often very knowledgeable. And that's part of the reason because of what happened in terms of Harry Truman, not knowing anything. So we learn these lessons from from other presidents and other presidencies. So um, where I want to go with all this is the is is here that the focus on Virgo. Okay, so the president has just had a new moon, and this has shifted his life. And I I, I shared this in the last last podcast. What happens for any of us when we end a 29-plus-year progress cycle, which the President of the United States just ended in the middle of September, that person is ending decades of experiences. And what I suggested was if there's an advisor there, somebody into astrology who has the President's ear, what he he should have been doing in August and July in the summer, obviously now we know that Uh, The president, unfortunately, is still obsessed with the results of 2016 uh, because of so many concerns that he's illegitimate, that the Russians had, uh, as we know through the Mueller report and other kinds of things, had hacked into various systems, had tried to influence voters through Facebook and all sorts of other areas. Um, Whether you accept that or not, well, now the president of the United States, as well as now apparently um, the the attorney general, William Barr, even the secretary of state, Mike Pompeo, the vice president, Pence, have all been sort of sent out on scouting positions the last several months to find out things about Joe Biden and his son, as well as is it possible that the Russians really weren't involved somehow um, in orchestrating the 2016 hacking and trying to uh, intimidate our voters, which clearly we know that um, uh, Vladimir Putin has been behind so many of this, even if he denies it. So at any rate, Ukraine has been a big focus on all of this. And apparently the attorney general, as well as the secretary of state, as well as the vice president, have all been sent to different countries, including Ukraine, in order to supposedly root out corruption. At the same time, you can't do that kind of thing. The president of the United States, any president, cannot 
communicate to a foreign power and try to withhold, let's say, military support, which was passed by the Congress. You can't artificially, or as the chief executive of a country, say, wait a minute, even though the Congress sent, uh, said they, they're going to get this money, let's hold it back because I would like to get some information on a potential uh, future candidate who's running against me and maybe he committed or his son committed a corrupt act. So it's one thing if you're an independent investigator somewhere, of course, you can look into anything. But once you're president of the United States, which uh, Donald Trump is, you can't use your office to do that and try and um, create a crisis in that particular way. So that's one whole story. And I'll be talking more about that in another podcast. The keynotes, we have spiritual keynotes, though, of every particular sign of the Zodiac. And I have them on the website. I've been having that on previous websites as well. Like for Aries, uh, I come forth and from the plane of mind I rule. Taurus, I see and when the eye is open, all is light. There are various keynotes that come from esoteric astrology by the Tibetan master. Well, it's actually Alice Bailey, and I've mentioned her before. Um, Lucis Trust, Lucis Publishing Company. Alice Bailey was the author of 24 amazing books on spirituality, but she had, she had a teacher who was an extraordinary individual, the Tibetan master DK. And so in many ways, Alice Bailey was um, a channel, a very high, um, ev highly evolved channel. And there are many books, like if you, if some of you read Seth Speaks, Jane Roberts, there are different entities that um, are, are spiritual um, who are very advanced masters, teachers, uh, whatever we might want to call them. And every so often they're able to find uh, a channel. For instance, the Tibetan master DK also used Helena Blavatsky. If you, and any of you are familiar with these great tomes, The Secret Do Doctrine, Isis Unveiled, the foundation um, books in many ways of the Theosophical Society, uh, which came into being in 1875. So these are all, I'm giving you little nuggets to go back in time. And I've mentioned before, Lucis Trust. If you go to Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, Trust, T-R-U-S-T dot org, Lucis Trust altogether dot org. You can buy these books. You can get them online. You can find out illuminating articles and stories about the seven rays, about spirituality, about the deeper and higher levels of, of divinity throughout our our earth, our solar system and the universe. So I've been fortunate before I ever went to Findhorn, um, a, a great community, an educational community in Northern Scotland, which was not a cult. It was not something run by people where you had to kowtow to anybody, even though the founders, Eileen Caddy and Peter Caddy and Dorothy McLean were extraordinary individuals. When the community got started in 1962, I was able to get there in 1976, 14 years later, and the rest is kind of history. But at any rate, back to the idea of these uh, esoteric keynotes, they come from um, uh, esoteric astrology, which itself is another one of these 800-page books that where the Tibetan Master DK inspires the world through Alice Bailey about esoteric uh, ideas of the seven rays and the main planets and the signs of the zodiac. So the keynote of Virgo is, I am the mother and the child. I, God, I, matter, am. It's a very kind of unusually phrased keynote. The reason I'm bringing this up is 
we just had the Sun and Virgo time period and President Trump just had his progress moon that sort of launches him into babyhood, okay, for the next 29 plus years for all of us. And you see, that's why I'm recommending you find out more about your progressions. Are you currently just having a new moon and you, like President Trump, are launched into a new 29-year cycle where you're basically a baby? You're, you're sort of being reborn and you have all these opportunities to go ahead. And what I was about to say before was if, if the president had an advisor, which he should have been doing instead of doing all of these investigations and relitigating the 2016 election, trying to get dirt on a potential opponent, would have been to reflect honestly over the 29 and a half years, which in his life, he had a progressed um, new moon in Leo back in the, the spring of, of 1990. And so all of those years from 1990 through 2000, 2000, 2010, 2010, through his um, attaining of the presidency in the last couple of years, one needs to go back and reflect on not only the achievements, sure, he had many achievements with The Apprentice, The Celebrity Apprentice, uh, avoiding bankruptcy, getting married a couple of times, having another child and so on, um, and, and attaining the presidency. So he had different victories, and that was a cycle in the sign Leo. But one also, every human being has failures. Every, every human being doesn't get to do all the things they wanted to do. And unless uh, the, the unusual thing with, with Donald Trump, as psychiatrists have talked about, for some reason, he can never admit defeat. He can never say, oh, I made a mistake. Uh, once in a blue moon, I think once I heard him say something about where he said, well, if I, if I said that, I, I might have made a mistake, but I think it was like half kidding. So we know everything has to be winning. And if anybody says anything different uh, about him or about in some way that he might have made a mistake in his policy, he immediately has to fight back. We know this comes from Roy Cohn, who had been a chief counsel to Joseph McCarthy in the infamous McCarthy hearings against the army in the United States, trying to out communists and uh, actors in Hollywood, actors and actresses affiliated with the Communist Party, and that became a whole debacle. So we know that, and this is not a time to look at Roy Cohn's uh, natal chart, maybe another time I will. Uh, and I've talked about this in the last two uh, podcasts, the, the president has to always win. Win, win, win. That's the only thing. And there are psychological reasons in his own life for that. Uh, but that he learned basically from Roy Cohn, which is you never admit defeat. You never back off. And if somebody punches you, punch them, you know, 10 times harder. And we know the president of the United States does this. He, he did this with all the different um, rallies that he had in 2015 and 16. And he's still doing the rallies with his support. Um, trying to do that. So what is the, how is the keynote connected to Greta Thunberg? How is it connected to Nancy Pelosi? And this is the extraordinary thing. So I'm going to focus in on that now. Okay. I am the mother and the child. I, God, I, matter, am. That's the keynote for Virgo. We just went through a son and Virgo experience and the president of the United States has just started as a kind of baby in terms of when I say baby, I mean, he's starting a new cycle. He should have been reflecting on positive and negatives, successes and failures, but he doesn't see anything in terms of losses. He doesn't see anything in terms of failures. He doesn't want to ever admit a mistake. So he's just come out of a 30 year cycle. 
He's had three marriages in his life. There have been all these bankruptcies. He won't, you know, show different records that people want him to show. And again, the, the issue always becomes, well, if every time you say, well, it was a perfect phone call, or there's nothing to hide or whatever it is, but then you don't turn anything over. If there's nothing to hide, if everything is okay, then you should be able to at least periodically either comply with something or not and not constantly stonewall and call the other people enemy of the people or their low life or their little. There was just a, an amazing story about um, how the president always talks about things being huge and being fantastic and being perfect when he's looking at things in his own life or his own family or his own successes, everything is or must be extraordinary, the biggest ever, and so on. But he used the term little in uh, demeaning all kinds of people. We know this relative to the immigration uh, issues um, and various attitudes that he has about other candidates or people on the other side of the political spectrum and so on. They're always little this or little that or other terms where those people are made to feel small and insignificant. And of course, this comes out of the fact that the president has a uh, Jupiter uh, station at his birth. And Jupiter is the planet um, of king of the gods. And again, he's, as we know from uh, studying this chart, he's got Leo rising, including the royal star of Regulus from ancient Persia, rising exactly and his mars is rising in leo which is another big factor of why he always has to be the tough guy he has to uh call kim jong-un in the beginning little rocket man and that my bomb is bigger than his bomb threatening iran threatening other people and so on so uh, it's it's an uncomfortable thing to see all of this and yet a lot of people out there and never going to uh, convince folks who who like him or love him or think he's the greatest but as i've said before when you grow up in new york city like i have and you were privy to seeing the daily news the new york post and all kinds of newspapers left right center the scandals that happened with uh, donald trump and his family over the course of time and going back to his father and other kinds of things were well known it's not as if we didn't know who he was this is one of the reasons that if you go and you look at the vote in New York, New York State in the last election, and if you look in 2018, you know, um, if he's from New York, why is he not winning really well there? Okay, uh, because people understand that before the, the apprentice and the celebrity apprentice and these ideas of, of uh, cleaning the swamp or getting rid of the swamp or that everything is a witch hunt and a hoax. So if you call black white and white black if you convince enough enough people that what you're saying is the god god's holy truth and what the other people are saying are all lies they start believing you and unfortunately this is not the reality of what has gone on and there there the reason i talk about astrology is it's applied mathematics it's logic and so we have charts and the, what i see which is really amazing is in this keynote of virgo I am the mother and the child, I, God, I, matter, am. The thing is, is that who's the mother, who's the child? Well, we just have now Nancy Pelosi, who's 79, the only woman speaker of the house, taking charge here. She was very reluctant to do so. And suddenly in the last two weeks, uh, since this whole uh, impeachment 
scandal has come up about um, President Zelensky and what the president said in trying to uh, get dirt on Joe Biden and his son in order to push his own chances, the president, the president's chances in 2020, uh, to a higher level and send a whole bunch of people in the administration to investigate this. You can't do that as president. So who do we have as potential watchdogs here? Remember the keynote again. I am the mother and the child. I, God, I, matter, am. This is the sign Virgo. So Virgo has this maternal energy it always has. Okay, it's the opposite of Pisces. We know that even in the Piscean age, the idea of Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, 2,000 years ago, who's the other person in that story? The main other person was always the Virgin Mary. In um, in Edgar Cayce, the, there's a fantastic book, uh, which is Edgar Cayce's Story of Jesus. It's a paperback. I'd recommend it to anybody. It's not just about Jesus, but it, it's fascinating. Edgar Cayce was America's sleeping prophet. Um, he did 14,000 different readings um, in the 20s, uh, in the 30s, and he passed away in 1945. He was born in 1877. Um, he's a sun sign Pisces. But it's an extraordinary story, and in that story, he talks early on in this book, Edgar Cayce's um, Story of Jesus, that Mary, um, he was under hypnosis, he was in his trance state when he was asked this question about who was Mary or um, what happened when uh, Mary sort of received information that she would give birth to um, the Messiah or the Christ child, um, that he says that Mary and Jesus were twin souls in their entry into the earth plane, which would have been millennia before, a long, long time, way before the life of Jesus. Again, um, this belies the fact that I am a strong believer in reincarnation. And there are certain things one can find in charts, not that it's very easy to do, and I don't speculate on who was who in another life, so I never do that. I'm not a past life regressionist. But I find it to be very, very fascinating. The reason I bring this up is, again, Virgo is the sign of the Virgin Mary. Um, we have the mother archetype here is Nancy Pelosi, okay? The, the child archetype is Greta Thunberg, okay, which I'll go over a couple of the keynotes of their, of their charts. So what I found here is like by just thinking this through and meditating on this for the last week or so, ever since Greta Thunberg showed up, bringing millions of people all around the world to an incredible march. That was the, the Friday of the week that the president had his progress new moon. So that, that was right at that particular point. And then um, everybody came, including Greta Thunberg, um, to New York City. In fact, there was a photo that went, that went, as they say, viral, where it showed the president of the United States coming in, and there was Greta Thunberg in the background, the small child sort of glaring. Um, and by the way, this brings up the whole concept of the emperor's new clothes, which a lot of people start working with in this regard. Let me just bring up the emperor's new clothes for a second. Um, in back in 1988, okay, when I was married to Isha Lerner um, and I were married together, we, uh, were born, we met each other in Findhorn in Scotland, and... Uh, we were together for a number of years, and 
at the moment of a full moon in the summer of 1988, um, we had a discussion about myths and fairy tales and archetypes and came up with the idea of inner child cards, which then we worked on very strongly. Had a wonderful artist to work with us who we knew from uh, back in Wisconsin where we met him. And we created this out in out here in Oregon and eventually was published by Baron Company. And thanks to Isha Lerner's work around the planet, the inner child cards have been uh, published in maybe 14 or 15 different languages. And it's, it's an extraordinary um, achievement across the board. Uh, and thanks to what she's done over 20 some odd years. In the Tarot, which maybe many of you are familiar with, there is an emperor card, which is the fourth card of, oddly enough, what are called the trumps, the 22 major cards. Uh, uh, interestingly, in this regard, so four is connected to the king or the emperor. And in our rendition of inner child cards, um, where we have fairy tales replacing the archetypes of the trump cards, that were in the traditional tarot. And instead of the emperor, we have the emperor's new clothes. And I won't get into the whole story, but many of you know, again, this basically ego-driven uh, king or emperor wants the most beautiful ethereal type clothes and has his tailors keep making thinner and thinner and more ethereal type clothes to make them more elegant and so on. And eventually they sort of in order to please him, uh, create a kind of nothing um, outfit. And then it's a child after a whole parade who suddenly reveals, oh my God, the emperor has no clothes and everybody laughs. And finally, you know, um, the <laughs> it's a whole morality play about power and the, the, the desire in order to have all these riches and elegance and to look really beautiful, to puff up one's ego uh, leadership as if, you know, one is dressed to the nines, that kind of thing. And it's the insight of the small, the little child who's innocent, who suddenly points up and laughs and says, the emperor has no clothes. So the reason I bring this up is we use that archetype. Instead of the emperor card, we have the emperor's new clothes. So I, this is not something I'm unfamiliar with. Um, using that fairy tale and that kind of mythology and that kind of morality play. And we did this and created this theme over 30 years again and uh, 30 years ago. And that deck, which has sold so wonderfully in so many different languages, is still inspiring people. And it's called Inner Child Cards. Okay, so what did we just have? We had Greta Thunberg out of Sweden, born January 3rd. Her chart is included on our Great Bear Enterprise website. Now, we don't know her time of birth. The, the chart that's included has the sun rising, and some of the houses may look a little strange because when you're born far north, houses look smaller. We could create an equal house type chart, but that's not important for this particular session. So what I want to bring up here um, in the next oh, 20 minutes, if we go that long, is let's talk a little bit about Greta Thunberg. Okay, why... At this point, remember again, the, the Virgo keynote is I am the mother and the child. 
I, God, I, matter, am. Virgo is a feminine sign. Okay, it, it, the, the signs are alternate masculine, feminine, at least archetypally. Like Aries, the first fire sign is masculine or male, at least archetypally. Taurus, the first earth sign, is feminine. And then the, the zodiac alternates, Gemini, male, Cancer, female, Leo, male, Virgo, female. Okay, so Virgo represents not only the, it's, it's almost halfway through the zodiac. It's opposite Pisces. I already brought up from 2000 years ago, the, the Virgin Mary carrying the Christ child. Okay, Jesus and Mary are twin souls coming into the earth plane, um, according to, the, um, to Edgar Cayce way thousands of years before they took on these archetypal roles 2000 years ago in the Middle East, forming eventually Christianity. So Virgo is also the Virgin Mary, okay? And so it's the Mary principle of mothering. And of course, so many children are named Marie and Mary, even in our own extended family, that's the case. So Greta Thunberg comes in and she's the child. Okay, so she represents the force of, oh my God, the emperor has no clothes. Now, how is this accurate? Okay, A, president of the United States is a defier of, of uh, well, let's, let's look, look at it this way. He says there's no global warming and so on. Now, clearly there is warming, whether that means the planet is gonna keep heating up or we could even enter an ice age because what's happening um, is glaciers are melting and our winters are getting more serious and extreme, particularly in the northern hemispheres, and our summers are also getting more extreme. So we don't know where all this is coming from. Plus, the sun and the planets can affect one another. So we don't have all the answers about how much human beings are causing this and how much this is part of long geological cycles. So I am not a rabid um, supporter of, oh my God, the planet is heating up because of you know all these evils that we're doing. Although I do believe very strongly we shouldn't be using coal and oil and all these kind of um, energies. We have solar, we have wind, we have all kinds of, if we allow inventions, um, electric and so on. And we don't have to be polluting and destroying ourselves in the process. So the more we reduce those, so much the better, not just for us, but also for the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, uh, the mineral kingdom, and all these different realms of Mother Earth. So a, a child comes in, and I won't go through all of the background, um, but here's the fascinating thing. A, she's an earth sign. So like the president of the United States now having to deal with earth, remember his first progressed, uh, secondary progressed new moon for, for President Trump, he was a teenager, okay? He was in boarding school. It was December of 1960. He was born in June of, of um, 1946. So he was in the military academy and his first progressed new moon was in cancer, which is the sign of family. At that point, you have to remember, um, the interesting kind of thing is that he was in, why was he sent there? Okay, there are all kinds of questions. Apparently, his father was not happy with his behavior, kind of wanted him to get some discipline. Well, we still see that's a problem now. 
He doesn't want a chief of staff. He loves acting uh, leaders of different departments. He even said not so long ago, I love acting. Well, look, he's, he's, he was the, the Apprentice, the show The Apprentice and The Celebrity Apprentice. And on the, that show, he became famous for the line, you're fired. But apparently he, does, he, he can't actually fire people personally. So he uses, this has definitely been demonstrated with James Comey and other people. He, he will not fire them. He will figure out some way to say, well, you know, the, their views, just what he did with Bolton recently, John Bolton. Hey, you know, like he's really helped out a lot or McMaster, um, the previous national security um, chief or whoever different, you know, the first attorney general and, or the first, <laughs> the, the leader of the state department, Tillerson. Oh, they played their role. Thank you very much. Now we're moving on. We're changing things. And if you look carefully, there are so many people now, and he's even said, the president has said, because I heard him say it at a conference, I love acting. I love the fact that we have these acting different people in different positions, because then they're not confirmed by the Senate. They don't have to go through that kind of thing where the president might have a nominee who's then rejected. Well, remember, President Trump has to be a winner. So anything that prevents a kind of contentious uh, activity from going on um, makes him feel like he's the winner. Remember the whole thing about three million voters in California were illegal because he cannot accept the fact that he didn't win the popular vote as well as the electoral vote. So in his own mind and his own ideas, uh, he did win the popular vote. And there were all these illegal votes. Uh, well, why weren't there illegal votes on the other side also? I mean, are there only illegal votes in the Democratic side and the left side? Those are all the illegals and there wasn't illegals on the other side. So none of this makes any logical sense, unfortunately. So Greta Thunberg comes in. Um, she has Asperger's syndrome, um, which has been pretty much documented. A lot of people from the right wing are trying to disparage her saying she's a privileged child, this and that. But the point is, she stirred up millions of young people to demonstrate in terms of, of the climate. In other words, what she's trying to say is not like, oh, hey, planet's heating up and you're crazy, President Trump, that you don't believe in global warming. But basically, hey, there's Mother Earth, there's nature. We need to work with nature. We need to respect Mother Nature. We need to change how we're looking for the future because just as she's a child, our children and our grandchildren are going to inherit this planet. And we have a president of the United States who wants wants to bring coal back. He's trying to open up um, the the Alaskan area for oil drilling. I mean, he's we know absolutely a hundred percent. Even if you're you as a listener hated President Obama, disliked him tremendously, or other Democratic presidents, or burnt that you don't like. Bernie Sanders, or you don't like Elizabeth Warren. I mean, I have my own views of all these different people. I'm not 100% in favor of any of them. But the thing is, is that is it is it okay from a young person's standpoint to go back into coal, um, making coal mines and, and changing auto emission standards and opening up uh, beautiful lands? Remember, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, uh, conservationist of all was Republican Teddy Roosevelt. Okay, Teddy Roosevelt on uh, Mount Rushmore 
Um, so are we going to overturn his principles as well um, with all of this because the President of the United States has a vendetta against President Obama and wants to overturn everything because he's, he felt that Obama was a popular person and that he shouldn't have ever been president, that he wasn't uh, born in the United States, according to President Trump, and he did that whole birther thing for years and years and eventually said, finally, oh, okay, I guess he wasn't born there. But if you if you went through all those years, I mean, the most adamant person in terms of uh, birtherism that the president, President Obama was not born in the United States was Donald Trump. And we tend to forget about all that now with the 2016 scandals. Okay, so when you look at Greta Thunberg's chart, there are some things that are that I just want to point out here. Not only is she a sun, an Earth sun sign, but she's born right after a new moon because she has sun and moon in Capricorn. Uh, Capricorn is not a sign uh, that Donald Trump has uh, hardly any energy. Oddly, he has Pallas Athena, which is, that's where he's weak. And I did all those 17 uh, podcasts on the United States Progress Sun and the United States Progress Palace representing national intelligence, justice, the miscarriage of justice, knowledge and wisdom seeking through the Mueller report and all kinds of things that happened in, in May and June and focused a tremendous amount of attention on that because I feel honestly that Donald Trump and his administration as well as William Barr have been misusing the palace principle. So because the United States was having the this rare progress sun palace conjunction that we never had in our entire history and we won't have it again for 400 years everything having to do with palace is significant and lo and behold greta thunberg born june january 3rd of 2003 is born with palace conjunct uranus in late aquarius and her palace is the united states palace from july 4th of 1776 so this young girl who's the one who's pointing out the emperor's new clothes, that the president of the United States is seeking all of this overturning of, of our natural environment, who won't accept um, climate change, and who's doing so much to destroy the environment, and she's part of the young wave of people who would inherit the planet, and now she has got millions of people, again, President Trump doesn't like when anybody has the limelight, and and. So in a way, here was the young girl coming in, part of this archetype of I am the mother and the child, I, God, I, matter, am. And matter is physical. Okay, so there's a divinity principle, a spiritual principle of this young girl rallying her generation to an important theme. Now, again, in this country, we're trying to get a, get a handle on 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 all the, the, the violence, with particularly that the students have been experiencing ever since Columbine and recently Parkland and so many uh, places across the United States, out here in Oregon. We had, we've had a couple of them here in Eugene and in Roseburg. Okay, so this, this state has experienced these horrific kind of uh, crimes. And it's not just young people. It's people of all ages and, and in different areas of life. So um, here's this young person, progress her own sun and moon in Capricorn, in, in a sense showing that even though she's got Asperger's syndrome, which is connected to autism, she speaks frankly, and she speaks with a sense of authority. Capricorn, 
the final earth sign. Um, the esoteric keynote is lost am I in light supernal, yet on that light I turn my back. Um, it's an amazing keynote. And so she is a leader of her generation. And due to her struggle in Sweden and um, her own personal struggles, even though her, her mom is an opera singer and her dad is apparently fairly wealthy, she took time off from school in order to follow her her dream, her 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 cause in life. She also has son conjunct Chiron, which is interesting. Um, Donald Trump, as I reported last time, not only has Jupiter stationary and Neptune near its station, he has Chiron stationary. Chiron is the wounded healer. It represents potentially vast uh, metaphysical strengths if a person can put it to use. Now, again, any planet can be used positively and negatively. And so um, I see... Unfortunately, President Trump is a Pied Piper of negativity, where he's creating um, splits in our society. He's creating divisions rather than additions. He's not healing us together. He's not bringing us together. Um, and so he can be a wounder, and that's part of the, would be part of a negative expression of Chiron. We'll, pro we'll talk about that another time with his own chart, but I did bring it up in the last podcast. So now Greta Thunberg comes in, Sun conjunct Chiron. Uh, and her Chiron is connected to the whole orbit of Jupiter in terms of it being heliocentric. She also has Mercury and Capricorn within one degree of the United States Pluto. But the, the big thing that I see is Pallas, her Pallas Athena. Remember Pallas Athena representing knowledge and wisdom. Um, and representing intelligence and this is what we're trying to do in the united states is uh, the, the main committee right now with adam schiff investigating um as well as the judiciary committee as well as nancy pelosi nancy pelosi used to be on the intelligence committee adam schiff is the chairman the democratic chairman of the intelligence committee uh, intelligence is palace athena so here this child comes on the scene and she has palace conjunct the united states palace moon extraordinary and she has Pallas conjunct Uranus and as I explained in one of the other podcasts the one of the amazing things that I didn't know I, I had known a lot about the uh, discovery of Uranus and I wrote a lot about it in Welcome to Planet Earth the magazine I published on astrology for 20 years uh, and um, I spoke a lot about and wrote a lot about the discovery of Uranus chart which was March 13 of 1781 in Bath, England, which was part of the catalyst allowing America to defeat the British in 1781 by the end of that year. And Uranus, um, it turns out, and this is just an amazing kind of thing, that the Pallas Athena position of July 4th, 1776 in late Aquarius wound up being exactly the same position when Uranus was then discovered. Uranus was discovered in Gemini, in 1781, but Pallas had returned to its own position there after a couple of cycles. So this is just, well, actually one cycle. From 1776 to 1781, Pallas had moved from 25 Aquarius back to 25 Aquarius again. So it's a very extraordinary kind of thing. And now this young girl comes in with Pallas conjunct Uranus. And so her intelligence to see through um, all the machinations and negativity and bluster 
of this emperor with no clothes. So she represents the child who sees that the emperor has no clothes, that his philosophy or his machinations and his obsessions and his being a bully and being ego-driven and narcissism and schizophrenia and all the different kind of things that we already know whether you studied or not, there are these 39, and it's probably growing now, psychiatrists from Yale, Princeton, and Harvard. They wrote a book and published it over well over a year ago, maybe even two years, almost two years ago, about what the president's syndromes are based on how they see him. And that was extraordinary. Most psychiatrists don't do that with any like living person, a person who's president of the United States. And they took a big risk and said, hey, we have to come out and do this. And they've been on the news a whole lot. So it's not as if their views are ridiculous and crazy themselves. They're very astute. Okay, so she, there are many other things in her chart that are significant that, that I see. Um, the fact that Pallas and Uranus are within one de- less than one degree apart. Remember, President of the United States is born with Sun conjunct Uranus itself. So he's very Uranian. Uranus can be breakthroughs in consciousness. It can be intuition. It can be being a revolutionary in a positive way, as it was when uh, the American Revolution was fought. But there's a shadow side of Uranus, too, where Uranus has a lot to do with the human nervous system. It has a lot to do with anxiety. And in many ways, it feels to me that we have a president who is always talking and talking and talking. He's not necessarily thinking, although he says that he thinks about everything carefully. But he's born, as I said before in the previous two podcasts, at a total lunar eclipse. Total lunar eclipses is what created tremendous fear over millennia in in people around the world because it looked as if the moon, which so many people relied on for the for for the light in the evening, they didn't understand why is the moon being devoured. This is where we get shamans from. This is where we get mentors. This is where we get elders from all kinds of tribes. So a tremendous amount of human history has a lot to do with not just solar eclipses, total solar, but even more so total lunar eclipses, which are far more common and far more of what the world would understand. Total solar eclipses happen in a narrow pathway. So so many different places on the planet might not experience them. Of course, that can be very terrifying in and of itself, but it would only affect a small area of the planet getting affected, whereas total lunar eclipses, even partial lunar eclipses, but particularly total lunar eclipses can affect half of the planet. So this is a kind of scary thing. And I, as I mentioned before in the other podcasts, lycanthropy, the whole idea of werewolves, that being scared is connected to the, the total lunar eclipse. Also, when uh, President Trump was born, this is what we call World Invocation Day the Festival of Humanity back in 1946. So um, this is part of the reason why I believe Donald Trump connects up with Mike Pence and evangelical Christians. He wants people to think that he is speaking the truth all the time, that his opponents are all liars, that everyone else is negative and only he knows the truth. And this is a real danger in general, and I'm not saying this from a liberal or a democratic standpoint. First of all, the most liberal individual out there is Donald Trump. If you look at his behavior, this is not a conservative individual. Nothing in his whole life until he became president, where he is spouting different kind of conservative views. But he's doing all of these things in order to maintain power, to control power, and also because he wants to belittle and destroy the entire uh, Obama years of eight years, 
therefore everything that was ever passed about the environment or uh, whatever it may be, healthcare, the environment, um, the Dreamer Act, then Donald Trump wants to destroy in order to empower himself. So we've got all of these uh, unfortunate images. There are many other kind of things in Greta Th uh, Thunberg's chart that I may explore again in the future. She has very strong midpoints that are affecting, um, that are there. For instance, her Venus Chiron midpoint is her Pluto, which is 18 of Sagittarius. That's exactly where Jupiter is now. That's one of the reasons she is coming out and sharing all this. Her progressed, her own progressed new um, energy field, um, which is a full moon for her because she's a teenager, just hit Mercury in her chart. Mercury represents messenger of the gods. So because of her own cycle of progressed full moon on and near her Mercury, that is extraordinary of why she's come out. And also she has a Mercury-Chiron progressed conjunction at 12 degrees of Capricorn going very close to her sun. Um, she was born um, with Mercury retrograde, which may be part of the Asperger syndrome. She also has Venus conjunct Mars, which is a very magnetic and charismatic position in Scorpio. And her Venus is rising ahead of her sun, which is a whole other characteristic, which has to do with people who are what we call luciferic, which I don't mean negatively, but light bearers. The word Lucifer actually means bearer of light. If your Venus rises ahead of your sun in the ancient world, that was a different thing than Venus behind the sun. And so she's very opposite to President Trump, who has Venus, what we call Hesperus, or setting in the West. Oddly enough, their Venuses trine each other, which is why they are affiliates at this particular time and involved with the story of the child and the emperor emperor with the his no clothes. So their Venuses, Scorpio and Cancer, are exactly trine one another. Fascinating. Um, there's many other things in her chart with Ceres opposite Vesta and Chiron in a T-square in a triangle and the current transits of Saturn and Pluto uh, in uh, the area of Capricorn, again, giving her prominence. Um, a couple more things because I want, don't want to go on here too much more. Nancy Pelosi is the mother figure in all this. Again, she's 79 years old. Her Jupiter... Nancy Pelosi's Jupiter is exactly opposite President Trump's Jupiter. So that's where we get the battle between these two giants, Jupiter being the king of the gods, the, the hierarchical leader in charge of Mount Olympus. Think of Greek mythology. So uh, President Trump has Jupiter stationary at um, 17 plus of Libra. Nancy Pelosi, who's uh, six years older than the president, has Jupiter at 17 plus of Aries. So their clashes, their Jupiters are exactly uh, clashing. Um, her palace Athena of Nancy Pelosi in, in can the sign Cancer is very close to where the president has his Venus-Saturn conjunction. That's a whole other story. I've talked about that before. And her palace Athena, uh, Nancy Pelosi's, is within two degrees of the United States Mercury, which shows her connection to communication, Messenger of the Gods in the United States chart. Nancy Pelosi, born March 26, 1940, also has her Neptune within one degree of the United States Neptune. So when she came into the into birth, Neptune was coming back um, from its discovery in 1846. Her The big thing, though, in her chart is that she has a Uranus-Venus 
Vesta conjunction, a triple conjunction in Taurus, conjunct the United States Vesta. And this is amazing because I did two podcasts, which were uh, 18 and 19, on the United States Vesta coming back in America's birth chart. That only happens every four to five years. And Vesta has to do with safety and security of the country, keeping the country safe, safe and secure. And that's exactly the role that Nancy Pelosi has been and is now playing relative to this uh, impeachment inquiry. Again, this is not impeachment yet. It's an inquiry. So when you see Nancy Pelosi, um, and she gave another talk today to the nation with Adam Schiff there trying to explain more clearly about why this has come up, about the call with Zelensky, that a president of the United States cannot do this kind of thing. You can't go and uh, get a foreign leader to dig up dirt on an opponent for an upcoming election and do these kind of things. It was one thing when President Trump was a candidate, and people are forgetting about that now and saying, well, what's the big deal? He had a phone call. He's a president. The other guy is a president. They're just having conversation. There are certain things in our Constitution that prohibit this, and which would be why impeachment would be something uh, of a high crime and misdemeanor. So again, in her chart, it's not just one celestial body. She not only uh, comes in with Vesta, having just returned to the United States Vesta position, which is 20 degrees of Taurus, but she has Venus there and Uranus, which again, the President of the United States has Sun conjunct Uranus. So she, in many ways, is outdoing him. And this is why she has extraordinary power. She has extraordinary power because of of the position that she's built up in her almost 80 years of life. And any, anybody who thinks that she is a pushover or that somehow she's a weaker individual, I think it's very clear that the President of the United States currently does not like this situation. He thought he might be able to handle Nancy Pelosi and make her back down. And now he realizes that that's not possible, so that this is going in a direction way different than what he thought. Interestingly, the Chiron is transiting Nancy Pelosi's son, and so that would have happened 50 years ago. And so, again, the planet Chiron, which has to do with healers and wounded healing and building rainbow bridges between soul and personality, Chiron has a lot to do with shamans. And as I'll share, um, the next full moon that's coming up uh, in the middle of October, uh, on October 13th, is very, very connected to Chiron principles, which I'll explain in the next global hotspot. So I'm going to wrap up everything for now. There's there's a lot more to this story. Um, there's also the fact that uh, President Zelensky is born January 25 of 1978. He's born with Sun conjunct Venus in Aquarius. And the one thing I do want to say here is that this is odd and unusual because uh, Joe Biden is a Sun-Venus conjunction person. Joe Biden, whether you like him or not, Sun conjunct Venus in Scorpio. So while the president of the United States is very martial, having Mars rising, Biden, feeling that he might be the answer to sort of bring the country back to kind of a moderate point of view, it is interesting that whether he lasts or not, whether he will be the standard bearer for the Democrats, this is something we'll talk again another time, he is coming in at least now with the Venusian energy, and Venus is more of let's calm things down, let's let's be more understanding, and um, there are many reasons why politically over the course of time I've not been a, a, a Joe Biden supporter, but by looking at the astrology, he is definitely bringing in a Venusian perspective. 
Uh, Nancy Pelosi is bringing in a big Venusian perspective. Greta Thunberg is being bringing in also a big Venusian perspective because her Venus is conjunct Mars, which again is the rising planet in the presence chart. And as I explained just a few moments ago, her Venus is exactly trying the president's Venus. So through a young girl, a teenager coming through, oddly enough, the whole Epstein affair also came up recently, of course, as we know, in a horrific manner of him uh, soliciting and uh, raping underage girls and all kinds of sordid things. And he being an associate of not just the president of the United States, but uh, uh, President Clinton and other powerful people has brought up the plight of young women and being brought into sex slavery and all kinds of things like that. So it's interesting that here we have Greta Thunberg speaking up for her generation, having the power and the charisma and the magnetism of Venus conjunct Mars, and yet her Venus is trying the president's uh, Venus. One other thing, she does have a Pythagorean triangle in her chart. She's got other triangles. There's the T-square triangle, which is also powerful, of Ceres opposite Vesta in square to Chiron and the sun. But her Venus at 25 Scorpio, her Saturn at 25 Gemini, which is, by the way, the Uranus discovery degree, and her Pallas Uranus conjunction in late Aquarius, which is also the Neptune discovery degree. She has the Pallas, uh, the Pythagorean triangle, which the two other charts that I've studied in my life that have so powerful, the most powerful is the assassination of President Kennedy. Um, there was also a Pythagorean, that's the closest Pythagorean triangle. It's a three, four, five triangle made up of aspects that are 90 degrees, 120 degrees, and 150 degrees. goes back to the geometric um, ideas of Pythagoras uh, from a couple of thousand years ago. And it's an unusual kind of pattern that is very hard to decipher. It has to do with which of the planets are in the Pythagorean Triangle at birth, what are the signs involved, and what what are the aspects that those planets and signs are making, and where by house they are. So Greta Thunberg has one of these uh, Pythagorean Triangles, which involves the discovery degrees of Uranus and Neptune as well. So these characters, Nancy Pelosi, Greta Thunberg, the mother and the child in this uh, archetype uh, keynote of Virgo, um, which we've just gone through, and the president of the United States um, having his son at three of Virgo, by the way, um, in an astrological mandala by Dane Rudyard, um, the third degree of Virgo, it's very interesting here, the keynote, um, this is a reinterpretation of of Dr. Mark Edmund Jones' Sabian Symbols from the 1920s, which was a whole reevaluation of degrees of the zodiac. There are 360 degrees of the zodiac. Each one has a symbol uh, that came through in the 1920s, and then my main mentor, Dane Roger, reinterpreted them in a book, a fantastic book that so many astrologers use, more with symbology. Three of Virgo, the president of the United States current uh, progressed new moon. Two guardian angels. Keynote, invisible help and protection in times of crisis. I'm just going to read a, a few words from here to close out this podcast. Though the consciousness, this is from uh, Dane Rudger's writing, page 152. Though the consciousness may not yet be able to realize this as a fact, man is as surrounded by spirit as fish by water. 
angels, devas, and the like are entized forms of spirit. In a sense, at least, they collectively constitute a realm of existence complementary to mankind. They are specialized fields of energy which are apparently conscious but not free in a human sense. That is, free to be what they are not. We are told by seers and, um, let's see, we told by seers and even by merely clairvoyant persons that they, Davis angels, constitute hierarchies of energy distributing forms which sustain all life processes, particularly in the vegetable and telluric realms, as well as protective agencies attached to human beings. Modern psychologists may think of them as symbols of as yet latent powers in man's unconscious. By being aware of their presence and sustaining power, a man may avoid, and again when he says man, he means woman, man, individual. This was written quite a while ago, so he's using the archetype of man instead of individual. By being aware of their presence and sustaining power, man may avoid the desperate feeling of aloneness and alienation, which usually pervades the, quote, night of the soul, unquote, and the symbolic 40 days in the wilderness. Then Rudyard says that this symbol is an answer to the symbol of the crucifixion. The personal ego-centered feelings may be quartered and destroyed. Think of what the President of the United States is going through, what our country is going through, what a person like Greta Thunberg is going through, what Nancy Pelosi, who's seen so many different presidencies and so many different trials and tribulations in terms of the House and Washington, D.C., and the Nixon uh, almost in uh, impeachment and Clinton's impeachment. Think of her crucifixion in terms of politics, in terms of society, in terms of what the country has gone through, in terms of what the planet's going through. So he says, this symbol, three of Virgo, is an answer to the symbol of the crucifixion. The personal ego-centered feelings may be quartered and destroyed. In their place, man may develop a sense of deep companionship with consciousness, which, though utterly different from his, complement his assuaged mind. He may then realize strength within. Now, this is should be what the President of the United States is doing in a positive way. And I thought about this, and this will be the final point. Two guardian angels, well, two guardian angels to save the country or the planet at this point in this particular scenario are Greta Thunberg, the child, and Nancy Pelosi, the mother. They are representing from the opposite viewpoint. In other words, three of Virgo is the president's progressed new moon. But the question is, how will he use this? And as I said in a previous podcast, Virgo is a sign of service. It's very different than the cancer energies where he established his family when he was a teenager and he was in boarding school back in when he was 14 plus years old. And it's very different than Leo, the the hero, the strength, the you know, the, the the will energy being at the center of everything, the ego power when it's negative that he experienced in the spring of 1990. Now he has got to demonstrate or try and demonstrate through an a- analysis, a deep intelligence, a service mode. How can I serve the needs of the country in a positive way? But because he mistrusts the feminine so much, he denies it and he belittles so many different people. One other big thing is that the former chairman of the Republican Party, Michael Steele, was on TV the other day and he said, isn't it interesting that maybe one little phone call, okay, that the little things would lead to the impeachment. And little things, details, small things are Virgo. In the field of astrology, if you think of the 12 signs, anything that's small, the the concept of small is beautiful. 
details, little things. Um, if you're weeding the garden, you got to get rid of those weeds. If you if you want to eliminate the non-essentials in your house, things that have been accumulating, that's a Virgo time. When the moon is in Virgo, and or the the time of year when the sun is in Virgo, when you want to become more efficient, when you want to become more organized. But when you're researching and delving into things and looking into them, so the president is looking into things. But what he's looking into is like, how do we over overrule the from three years ago and make it so that I'm a legitimate president. How can we overrule the fact and say uh, Putin didn't do what he actually did do? Let's find some other culprit. Maybe it was in Ukraine. Maybe it was something else. Because he doesn't want to accept the fact that there was a whole bunch of um, illegal activities and intrusions into our society. But we have to protect the next election. We need to protect the, the next vote. And that is all part of the idea of Pals Athena the different asteroids and these subtler little types of things. So we have the the little power of Greta Thunberg, which is actually very powerful in and of itself because she represents the, the new millennium in the future. And we have Nancy Pelosi representing the traditions of the past and our memories and what has happened before. So it's an extraordinary kind of connection to the Virgo archetype or keynote I am the mother and the child, I, God, I, matter, am, as well as the fact that the President of the United States, with his symbol of three Virgo, there are two guardian angels. When I think of the President, I think of Melania and Ivanka would be the feminine, but in another reality right now, it's, and they're not really angels, but he thinks of them as angels, is Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State, or and Rudy Giuliani, or it could be Rudy Giuliani, his, his personal lawyer, as well as William Barr. Any of those two out of three could be what he considers his two guardian angels trying to keep him going. But from the feminine standpoint within his own family, those two guardian angels would be Ivanka and Melania. Okay, many blessings to all. This is a longer session than normal. I hope you've been able to get through it and then we'll go on to uh, another series of important podcasts in the future. Thank you very much for listening. Many blessings. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.